The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, everybody. We are live from Broadway or Ontario, whatever. But it is our first show that we're going to be doing as something is going on here. It is a big day for everybody. Draft Lottery Day. Very excited. The Raptors think 7.5% chance to get the first overall pick. Or at least, let you know, and I think it's a 33 or something along those lines percent chance to get into the top four. So we are very excited. I am here today, as always, with Kieran Smythe. Good evening. And Ben Harrison. Yes, indeed. Very fired up today. Very fired up. First time in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> and I am Brendan Hodgins. Uh, if you'd like to follow us here on the podcast, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at HoopBallRaptors. And uh, Ben, do you want to tell the people how they can uh, follow you around? Yeah, you can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, it's the same thing on each. It's at Benny and the Raps. Kieran, same question. If you're looking for me on Instagram, it's at kdilla1981 and on Twitter at k underscore dilla. And if you're looking to follow me for whatever reason, you can follow me on Twitter at Brendan Hodgins. Uh, if you do get the chance, please on head down on down to hoop-ball.com that's hoop-ball.com there's going to be a lot of stuff on there after this lottery goes through so go check that out okay guys um it's about to get exciting here they're about to start drawing the cards is there anything quickly yeah. you want to talk about kieran before we get into this uh how about how the freaking clippers are still alive in this what's <laughs> going on right after this so I'm hoping they go down 0-2 again and do not become the third, the first team ever to go, you know, come back from 0-2 twice. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm stoked. I'm calling. Uh, I want to see a top three. Top three for the Raptors. Let's defy the odds. Top three. That's going to be my, my prediction slash hope. Uh, yeah, yeah, this uh, this playoff uh, this playoff year is turning into quite something. Eh? Like, we got the – what do we have left? The Clippers without Kawhi. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix without Chris Paul for the moment. Uh, Milwaukee just put. I thought he got cleared from. Uh... Oh, is he cleared for tonight? He didn't play game one. I know. Yeah, yeah. I think he's he's at least expected back in this series. I'm not sure about Kawhi, but. Yeah. Uh, no, Kawhi's. I think he's. Uh, he didn't even travel to Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But uh, yeah, and then on the other side, what Milwaukee just put Brooklyn to bed, and Atlanta somehow. That was, that uh, was somehow got by Philly. Series. Oh, that game seven was just out of this world. The foot on the line. Oh my! So many, never more than like a five point game throughout. It's just wild. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. We'll get into Ben Simmons here in a second. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> what we're gonna pile on with the rest of the NBA world here? Yeah, I, I'm down. We'll, I'm down. We'll we're gonna pile on. We'll just discuss it. A little yeah, bit. yeah. Toss but, around um, some ideas. One thing, uh, just in case people, you're sitting there and you hear some stuff happening in the background, we are watching this live, so you might catch a little bit of the broadcast coming through when it gets a little bit loud there, but all three of us are trying to do two things at once, which we're not fantastic at, so. <laughs> um, but back here, so Ben Simmons, what, 
Kieran, do you have any thoughts about that last kind of, you know, sequence of events there? Uh, not even the last sequence of events. I was just looking at his fourth quarter stats when they uh, they posted it. And he was, you know, I think two for two in game one, one for one in game three. So he didn't miss ever, but then zero for zero in the rest yeah. of all the fourth quarters, which is just insane. There's that one play I'm sure you guys have yeah. seen, everyone's seen, where he, you know, lost the ball on the line. The uh, defender went for it. He had a wide open, you know, layup Shit. dunk. He's 6'10", and just passes it off to a guy with two people on him, get the foul, only hit one free throw, and then uh, it was a 5-0 run. So I think uh, Embiid yeah. credited that to be the uh, the sort of turning point where they were just kind of over, although he made some mistakes after that, chucking up some questionable th- uh, shots as a center. But uh, it's tough to argue, man. Like, I don't know. He's something... Either someone told him not to shoot or there's something, you know, he's having some <laughs> mental hurdle where he just can't get over it because that's, that's crazy for a star, you know, like one of your top players, your highest salary guys can't be doing that. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it was just like some of the numbers that people have been zooming in on from this guy are unbelievable. Like uh, the last three games, which, you know, they could have closed out Atlanta, um, for the game, he had four field goals, five field goals, and then four the other night in game seven. I mean, like, that's just unbelievable, right? And he played 36 minutes every mm-hmm. game. Like he he's there. Out there. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, just unbelievable. And uh, the the craziest one I saw was he shot. So he's now in the history books, not in the good way. He um, he has the lowest free throw percentage uh, ever for the playoffs. I saw that. Yeah, in the thirties. Yeah, mid thirties. He's worse than Shaq. Shaq. He's worse than Barkley. He's worse than anybody you can name. You know, there is a thing called hack a Shaq because that's what you do. Is you know, end of the game, send it to the line. You're worse than that. Yeah, yeah. I heard someone kind try and call it hack a bend didn't really have the same ring and no 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 also you know screw you but uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but uh yeah just unbelievable so everyone's piling on him now which i don't you know i never really liked that but uh i saw one doc rivers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah the big one i saw today was steven smith uh was reading off text messages from his phone which are apparently from someone very close to the situation and uh they were saying that this guy is just um he surrounds himself only with family. Uh, he doesn't put the work in, and he's just comfortable where he is. Like he's, well, he doesn't care if he develops a jumper. You know, that I guess he comes from generational wealth or something along those lines. So maybe he just doesn't oh, yeah. care. Yeah, well, I do remember uh, two years ago, uh, there was rookie or sophomore season, uh, there was a a member of parliament in the Australian parliament that called out the NBA on the floor uh, (laughs) for not putting him in the All-Star game. So I guess he's got some sway. You don't see that very often, that's for dang sure. No, no, but uh, I also saw the other funny thing. Vegas is now giving odds on uh, who's going to trade for him. (laughs) And uh, Toronto is right at the top. And, I did read um, something about that today, or saw a headline that said we we're one well, of the favorites. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of people out there also that uh, have the same disrespect for the Bulls front office as you do, because they think that they're going to trade Levine for him. Oh, here we go, guys. We're about to start getting some picks in. Excellent. Oh, yeah, Fred's sitting there. Look at that. <laughs> It's right, great. Everyone else is like, it's like GM, president, GM, 2019 champion. Did you see that under his name? Golden State, <laughs> number 14. Oh, you must be ahead of mine. I don't see that yet. So Golden State, okay. Well, yeah, they're just doing this really quickly. They're just popping it through, so it's not like Game a, starting until the, until the next Until the last five, yeah. probably. Yeah. Pacers, 13. Okay, okay. That woman does not look like she knows what's going on. We don't want to hear our, our name yet. 
until at least. Yeah, Brendan, you should hit pause for like 10 seconds. I'm behind <laughs> okay, you <sorry>. too. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, what am I even watching this for? <laughs> Yeah, they are flying through this. Spurs at 12. Spurs okay. at 12. All right, we're synced up here, Karen. Perfect. Yeah, me and you are, me and you are good to go. Yeah, no, I just won't say anything. <laughs> the uh, the intrigue will come in a little bit here. Like, uh, they're showing it on the screen, Oof. but all these picks could be swapped. Um, some of the higher picks if they don't end up in the yeah, top okay, three Yeah, OKC, the Rockets, and Golden State all have, like... Yeah. Pelicans, okay, we're top 10. Under See, now what do these the representatives do? Just smile when their name gets called? Like, what are they? What yeah, are they they're really call? not. <laughs> exactly. They got okay, things 10 just got seconds of camera. Here, guys. Things just got interesting. We'll see. Sacramento at nine. Yeah, we're getting into Raptors territory here. Well, I'm pretty sure if the Raptors aren't the eighth pick, they jump up. Come on. Because that means no one jumped ahead of them. Nope. Orlando, Orlando at eight. So we're getting we're looking good. Our seven. Golden State. We're looking good. That means we're in the top four. Oh, how'd you get there? Because they can't be six or five. Toronto's definitely in the four. They just announced it. Yeah. They can't be six or five. Really? Okay. They can't be yet. Okay, and Golden State. Because they, uh, so they they have to jump ahead at least four picks. Oh. Well. Okay, I'm hearing that now. Top four, come on, baby. Top three. Wow. This is crazy. I'm actually nervous. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Me too. I might get <laughs> My hands are Oklahoma shaking. six. Okay. 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 Wow. Thirty. I guess they can't have Masai because it might not be his player out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we were talking about. We'll talk about that after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. The suspense is killing me. This guy's taking his. Fred time Van around. Fleet is standing very still. Orlando at five. Oh, baby. <laughs> okay. Five and eight. Yeah, like I don't know how much <clears throat> whether they go into like a a thing where they like go for the top four likely picks. Oh, they go into break. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah, they'll probably do a little thing. They got <clears> about yeah, ten minutes four, left till I mean, the game. So yeah, they far, do like a Cade thing, and then they'll do a Mobley thing. Jalen Suggs. Yeah, this is great. Top four. I mean, like what? Worst case, we're getting Kaminga. I mean, no, Kaminga won't be until later. I don't think. Whether it be Suggs, they, they had them up there a second ago. Suggs, Mobley. Cade, and who is the fourth guy that was likely? Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. Well, might have just lost Ben. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, yeah, no, uh, I didn't yeah. see who it was, but uh, no, this is, uh, that's great. This is big right here, everybody. Well, you know, we're going to take a couple minutes here. Uh, maybe, Karen, we can talk about Ben soon. Yeah. Yeah, they said that the Bulls were going to trade, try to trade Levine for Simmons. Oh, Bulls fans were going ballistic. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, I don't know, man. Like, Simmons, it's, he can go either way. This is, I think, a pretty pivotal moment, how you bounce young, back from right? this, right? So, oh, I'd say he's gone, but I mean just for his, you know, future and, like, how he's going to yeah. be received in the league. Like, you have this next year, it's, it's you know, put up or shut up kind of time, I think. So uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, you can't disappear like that. That's kind of what happened with DeRozan, right? It's like if you're going to do this in the playoffs and we can't have you out there because you're a liability, then, yeah, yeah something's going to happen there big. Jess texted me earlier and kind of jokingly said, uh, sign and trade Lowry for Simmons. Like, mm, Well, that's know. originally what I thought was going to happen kind of like before this series. 
as one of the major possibilities, but I don't know now. Yeah, I, I think, honestly, if that were to happen, something like that, I don't think it would be as bad as, you know, the initial, the shock from what he did in this playoff right series. No, yeah, he's back. Ben is back. Welcome back. Um, but, you know, he's, he's still, he's a great defender, you know, big guys at a guard can move the ball around. Um, oh, and he's gone again. It wouldn't necessarily be the worst thing, I don't think, but uh, it would if this is, you know, the Ben Simmons we're going to get. The worst, you know, three point or free throw shooting, non-existent three-point shooting. That doesn't really fit too well with our uh, game style, so I feel like I'm it's back. a bit of a stretch. Okay, but. Big Ben's back here. Sorry, Ben, we're just talking about Simmons here with Kieran. Kieran, if you want to go back ahead. I oh, know that was basically it. I just... Uh, yeah, we were just talking about the like if there was a Lowry sign and trade for Simmons kind of thing, and so I don't think it necessarily be the worst thing, but right now I would be pretty upset about it, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> well, it's funny because like two, even two weeks ago, that would have seemed like a crazy never think about a trade for Philly. Right yeah. now, you're like, eh, it's kind of reasonable, yeah, you know. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Because uh, yeah, it's just yeah, everyone's piling on. Like now you're hearing stuff not so great in the locker room, blah blah blah. So you're thinking, but I think he needs to be play- he needs to play the four of the five. Like he needs to be a Draymond Green, not. Uh, not yeah, LeBron, not you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah 6'10", uh, you know? I mean, he can rebound, he can pass, but that doesn't mean he needs to run the show. He can do that from off the ball. But he's just yeah. not much of a threat, right? Like, unless he's got he's to be down low, because out, out in the perimeter, that's fine. You can yeah. stay out there. So Yeah, that's the thing. Like, in this day and age, you need your point guard to be able to pull up the way yeah. all of them do now Trey right. Young Steph Freddie everybody right Dame um, and that guy can't do it so like mm-hmm. it just makes it so much easier on the defense and uh, you know in a seven what we keep seeing is over a seven game series they figured out right the, the yeah. opposing team so yeah get him right out to game did you guys no. see um, I saw a post today hadn't like verified did it, it or anything did it switch over to the the game here are you guys still I think I'm still just waiting on the uh, I'm still good come back yep um, I saw a post today saying oh. the NBA is expected to make a uh, a ruling this year to make those you know non basketball plays on shots yes uh, to become offensive fouls or no calls so you can no longer like jump sideways into a guy who's there and you know bump him kind of thing so yeah yeah we are um, yeah I think they they made it official today that it's going to be a thing and it's even going to yeah it's even going to be a foul if you keep doing foul. it yeah yeah yeah. 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 So it makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it's, they give you a warning, sort of like, um, oh, is it like when you slam the ball into the ground there, they give you the attack for... I think it's going to be a no call. So you're going to do it and be like, you know, look at the ref, shake your, you know, shrug your shoulders, be like, what the hell's going on? They're going to keep playing. You're going to get scored on. If you try it again, then they'll probably say, okay, that's it, you know, until this okay. stops. Slap on the wrist. Oh, here we go. Okay, they're breaking it down. There you go. Is Freddie going to go nuts or what? <laughs> so Rockets, Pistons, Cavs, Raptors. Mm. So Raptors, number four. Raptors, number four. Number uh, four. Wow. Okay. Now I'm disappointed. That was higher than I <laughs> thought, but now I'm disappointed. <laughs> yeah, they gave us the break to think of, think of all the possibilities there. <laughs> And then uh, they're going through pretty quick. Cleveland at three. Houston goes two. So Detroit gets Cade Cunningham. 
Yeah, Those guys need a break. Why not? Yeah, fair enough. But the Raptors <laughs> with the number four pick. Hey, you know It's what? not bad at all. It's a lot better than the eighth pick, right? Mm-hmm. It's double as good. So, what are we thinking here of the possibilities as to who they are going to pick? I'm just going to pull up some charts here. Yeah. I mean, first thought was just like, okay, we're getting a game changer. Like, uh, this is such a stacked draft. Anyone in the top five easily is going to be, yeah, just a big game changer for whatever team gets them. So right away we've got like a big piece, and it's just what we need. So I keep saying it, but again. If we're getting a guard or forward or something too, right? So, but still chess pieces to move around. Yeah, so we have... um, just kind of looking ahead. So Cade goes number one, obviously, and then Houston. Um, they're not going to be taking Mobley, I wouldn't think. They got Christian Wood. Um, and then uh, who's number three there? They just did a Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. So Cleveland would be looking at Suggs, Green, or Kaminga. Yeah. And that's uh, that's pretty tough to say. But so we're getting one of those guys, I would say. Yeah, and uh, Mobley might, yeah, like you said, could theoretically still be there. So, yeah, Cleveland's got Jared Allen in there. He's 22 years old. So yeah, Mobley could fall to us at number four. That'd be real interesting. You know, every, obviously we've been saying for years that we need a center, and uh, this an is the best one that's come along in a while. With uh, with our other two sort of young and slash new centers too. So we'll see what we do with them, who we're keeping, and everything. But. Um, I think the draft will go a long way to deciding if we're keeping one of those two guys, exactly, right? Well, right. we're keeping... Um, we're keeping what we're moving, yeah. Freddie is definitely staying. It's just whether he spends most of his time down in the G League. But uh, as far as Ken Birch goes... I really like... I think Ken Birch could fit well with like another center, especially a brand-new yeah. rookie center, you know what I mean? Yeah. Have him come off the bench. If he's excelling, he's going to steal some time away, or we can go big with our lineups. But like he was just too good on the offensive rebounds, which is always been a perennial weak spot for us so <clears throat> yeah i'd really like to see him back maybe with this you know potentially new center and uh run the two of them instead of imagine that as opposed to having um baines and then you know boucher as his replacement off the bench or something boucher goes to a smaller like a you know four role and uh yeah we'd have a we'd have a pretty big tall you know like you know siakam out there we could have a pretty big lineup pretty intimidating so We'll see. Yeah, so I guess what we're looking at here, uh, Kate Cunningham, Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Green, Jonathan Kaminga, as you said, Keon Johnson, James Booknight are like the top-ranked prospects as far as like the top seven or eight here, right? What are the odds that Detroit doesn't take Cunningham number one? I feel like it's it's at this point, especially just with the hype and everything going on, I think it's, a, you know, with the fade for Cade and all that, I think it's a, basically a given. Um, it, yeah, so I don't know. I think uh, I'd say the odds are pretty high that he doesn't go number one. What do you mean that he does go number one? High. Yeah, sorry. The chances are, yeah, <laughs> he's going one. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I was just double-checking Yeah, I don't that. think... Um, I don't think Detroit, uh, I don't think the front office can really mess around with this draft pick and take a chance. Like, they're the ones who took, um, what was his name in uh, the LeBron-Carmelo draft? Oh, yeah, they took Darko, number two, over uh, over Mello and Bosch, right? <laughs> and that's still on yeah. them. So, so I, I don't think they can take a chance here. Yeah, I think in this one you go with the one that everyone expects and 
Yeah, I think that's a, a smart move on them. And your 6'8 point guard. Yeah. So, uh, there, look at it. You got Cade Cunningham probably going to Detroit. And then, like as we were saying, there's a good chance. Well, not a good chance. There's just there's a, a chance. reasonable chance it's that Mobley falls to the four. Just means more things, more variables for them to have to consider and worry about the ifs and thens. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be, uh, what, that's what, in a week? Something like that, a 20, uh, just after the, what do they call it? The um, the draft? The combine, yeah. It's the draft is after that. Or it plays the end of July, I guess, eh? Yeah, not till after the finals yeah, yeah. and all that. But, uh, yeah, I do, uh, I really like Jonathan Kuminga. I think he could be easily, well, second best player in this draft over the course of his career. But I do think he's like a lot of what we already have. You know, we have OG, we have Pascal. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty similar role. Um, you don't want to end up like Orlando where you keep having the same players in the same position. Yeah, that's definitely our but, biggest uh, thing is we need some diversity. Yeah, yeah. Jalen Green, Evan Mobley, either one. It's just just gravy. That's awesome. Yeah, because you figure Jalen Suggs is probably going to go to, uh, what's it called, Cleveland, you imagine? Or maybe even pick up of that? I don't know if Rockets. Cleveland does that because, well, Cleveland took, um, you know, they've got Sexton and Garland who they – drafted both of those guys like in the top 10 oh, right? yeah, they're really true. high picks and they're starting to starting to blossom so I don't think they were all, I don't think they really want to clog that up by oh, bringing Jalen Suggs in there so likely not doing that then they're maybe, going Mobley I'm yeah I was gonna say then you take him and like you know have him mess around with uh, Tristan Thompson yeah yeah unless they yeah really like what they see out of well, you yeah, said they have Jared Allen, right? So, like, maybe why bring in another young center? But, like, I guess they just their whole team's young, so why bring in another young anybody? Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're going to. So we'll see what they do, unless they go do something crazy. But Yeah, they might also move another, like, get one of these guys to. Yeah, exactly, right? Move some for other pieces that they have. So I haven't been following their roadmap too much. So it's a bit of a wild card, but it's going to be an exciting draft. And I think, yeah, no matter what, you know, there's someone in there that can uh, can help out the Raptors for sure, even if it's to move for someone else or a different piece. But I think yeah, that's uh, the other thing, right? Like now you have one of the biggest trade pieces in the NBA as far as a top four pick. All four of these, you know, guys that are listed as to be expected to be picked in the top sure. four are considered yeah. to be like almost ready to play in the NBA players. So yeah, that's a good point too. Like. Um yeah, the number four pick. Like, now we're talking a real trade piece. Number seven pick, okay, it's a pretty good trade piece, but number four is huge, and there might be some guys available based on all these playoff flameouts, right? Like, McCollum could be available. Bradley Beal always might be available. Um, whoever it is, now we've got some real, like, skin in the game if we start making offers. So. Plus Lowry, you know what I mean? Throw him into the mix. That's a quite a package deal if you're uh, trying to get something, something drastic to happen, so... Well, that's the other thing, right? Then, like, say you're a team that's on the edge of the playoffs every... Like like, like Ben was just saying, they're the uh, Portland. You know, they're, they're always kind of making the playoffs, but they're expected to go out in the first or second round, right? Yeah. Now you can add a young, young player that you can develop and someone who's already playoff proven. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, because they don't want to drop off, but they... Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, you gotta love Golden State too. So they ended up swiping Minnesota's pick because that one didn't fall where Minnesota wanted. 
So that's pretty good for Golden State. They've now got two picks in the lottery. Last year, they got, got number two overall, and that's coming off, what, a five-year championship run? It's crazy, which they mostly drafted, yeah. you know, with the exception of yeah, uh, Durant yeah. flipping over there, but built this, you know, almost uh, monster perennial team out of the draft and then lucked into a bunch of top ten drafts afterwards, not too long after, so... I don't know how they did that. Well, and some shrewd maneuvers, too. Like, I loved what they did with D'Angelo Russell because that was their only option um, that offseason was giving him a max, even though they knew they didn't want him. Mm-hmm. And then they were able to trade him, you know, for these picks they're getting now. But, yeah, yeah credit to those guys. Uh, that's why I don't hate their team quite like I do, you know, Brooklyn or, or whatever oh, yeah, one of these got, purchase teams. They were yeah. like <laughs> one of the most likable sort of, you know, almost dynasty, almost four-in-a-row teams you could have. Until Kevin Durant went there. Yeah, that was the one where it's just like you get beaten once by LeBron and you're like, all right, let's just hit this over the head with a hammer now. Yeah. Yeah. Like if they ran it back again, you know, the way it was more or less, it wouldn't have been so, so annoying to see the same two teams back in it, especially if Durant had maybe gone to the East and challenged LeBron. And then, you know, this Golden State team would have had to work their way through the West. But here we are. Yeah, they went 62 games instead of 72 games yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah, like. yeah. 73. <laughs> 73, yeah, they beat yeah. the Bulls. Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, that's just one of yeah, those Chica- things. Sorry, go ahead, Ben. Uh, Chicago, sure enough, uh, ends up giving away their pick to Orlando. Got to love that. Great GM yeah. over there. And I think it was Houston was the other one that might have had to have given up their pick, but I think they get to keep it now, right? Yeah, they get to keep it. It'll transfer, but... Uh, yeah, you think these guys would learn though? Like, you can't give up first round picks unless you're a bona fide contender, you know? Because now, uh, yeah, Chicago's missing another top draft pick. They're gonna miss another one next year, and uh, they're nowhere near even making the playoffs. So, the anti Warriors, I guess. Better them than <laughs> us. Better them yep. than us, yeah. And we get to move up for. I feel like if we can get Siakam back healthy, you know, after his uh, recovery. Uh, I think this will be a, a big turnaround. You know, like we're not going to be like last season. It's not going to be a slight improvement. I think it'll be a drastic. We're back uh, in the conversation in the East, or at least the potentials there. You know, I mean, with, uh, we still need the young guys to to prove themselves. They're still largely unproven, but um, the things we were seeing last year when they were working well and when people weren't hurt or you know resting and all that was was pretty promising. Especially considering, you know, how the, the first half of the season went. So I'm uh, quite excited. Yeah, that was that thing before the whole COVID bomb hit. Like, you know, they had a brutal beginning to the season. Everybody was freaking out. And then they went on that, like, monster run. Mm-hmm. Beat a lot of the big teams in the East, right? I think it was, like, two against two Philly. Or two against the Bucks and one, to, the Bucks. one against Philly. Yeah, yeah. Like, all in that set. And then just everybody couldn't play anymore. Yeah. COVID and they flipped could barely, the switch. Yeah. It was instant. Barely feel the team. And I think the, the when I knew that it was over was that game against Atlanta where they were up by like 30. And then they lost in like the final seconds. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's the thing that Atlanta does though. <laughs> <laughs> but at this point we all thought Atlanta was bad. So. Yeah. 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 You didn't know it was over when they announced uh, the Tampa Bay Raptors were going to be a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't think we were going to, you know, make make a too big of a run there. But I was uh, at least, you know, well, make the playoffs, maybe surprise somebody, make something happen. Or I was figuring at the trade deadline, maybe we'll do something big. But then once that all fell apart, I was like, all right, 
that's the end of that yeah back to the drawing board and then if they made it so nerve-wracking at the end like they were going to keep trying even though it's like yo listen we need a draft pick guys i know you're all fighting for jobs but we need a draft pick <laughs> but they got yeah top but four. uh you're not wrong about uh like next year does look really good for a turnaround um if not for anything else just the rest of the eastern conference seems to be falling apart right yeah. like um, yeah. Outside of Brooklyn and Milwaukee, nobody really scares you. Boston's pretty much rebuilding now. They shipped off Kemba Walker. They lost their GM, lost their coach because he's moving up. Um, Phillies, who knows what's going to happen. They're going to have a crazy offseason most likely. So, yeah, I think we're as good as uh, anyone up there except Brooklyn, really. But injuries are what's going to dictate how well they play, I think. I was just going to say, like, I think next season, like, whoever can stay the healthiest is going to have the best chances of winning, right? Like, this is some of the best players in the league are starting to age and show their, you know, the wear and tear. Like, LeBron finally starting to actually, you know, get injured and not just be a, yeah. like a superhero. So, um, yeah, if you can keep a healthy team through the end, uh, I just really hope we don't get into too much load management and things like that because... If, if that becomes a, re, a regular occurrence or like a guarantee, if you know, like I'm going to go watch one of the yeah. two back-to-back games, but I don't know which one, you know, the star is going to play in, you know, it's going to t- devalue your tickets. And Well, uh, uh, one thing. Yeah, it happened to, to me. I went to see uh, Portland. It was the first time I was, uh, first live game I was going to, and Dame just decided to take the night off. I was like, okay, great. Now I'm just watching uh, young and crappy Raptors team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, one thing that will be different this year to next year uh, is there will be an actual off season. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but still, if, if if this kind of thing continues or shows its head again, then you're going to have to start looking at, you know, all these back-to-backs. Do we need to change the schedule? Do we need to reduce the yeah. games? Like, what's going to have to happen? Because this is, you know, it's still been, there's been some great basketball and everything like that, but that's, you know, the, the winner of this oh, is going to get another asterisk beside their name for this year, too, because it's just, you know, yeah, yeah you won. Yeah, we're to the finish line. Yeah, exactly, you know, sort of thing. So, yeah, hopefully, like you said, they get everyone gets a bit of rest and, you know, recovery and training in the off season, and then uh, bounces back. But, yeah, this was brutal. Never seen yeah. it like this. Yeah, the only other thing is... Uh, the Olympics are going to screw up some people's off seasons. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. That's right. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Like James Harden committed to Team USA yesterday. It's like really you played like a third of your team's games for the season <laughs> and what a quarter in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like and hey man, he took wants to make forty sure million he gets dollars into the, uh, yeah. into the hall. He's got to get that gold medal. Yeah, I, I guess. guess yeah. yeah. Well, he needs a championship like too, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, on that note, you know, um, we'll probably be getting back to everybody here soon. Uh, we're, as soon as we get some news on Masai and, you know, the rest of the playoffs going on here, uh, obviously we're going to look into some of these prospects a little bit more so we can give you kind of like a detailed uh, breakdown of what we think the Raptors might do here and why they may or may not pick one or whichever of these guys, unless we think they're, they're going to trade it off if we start hearing rumors about that. Uh Ben, thank you for joining us here today. Yes, Raptors number four. Wonderful evening. Kieran, you as well. Thank you very much. Yeah, pleasure as always. 
And everybody out there, thank you for listening. As I said, we'll be getting back to you shortly. Just follow our Twitter feed and we'll let you know when we're going to be doing some kind of announcement or podcast. As always, we love you, B, and have a great evening, Raptors Nation. Top four pick. Bye-bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.